Yeah. Yeah. Just so we can see Let if you can log in. Yep. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. You can go ahead. So we'll start the meeting at 842. And if 642. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. 642. Texas <laughs> and uh would you do a roll call, please? All right. Uh Commissioner Tong. Here. Uh Commissioner Lattimore. Here. Chair Downing. Here. Uh, Commissioner Dewey. Here. And Commissioner Jones. Here. All right. Okay. Uh, before I open the meeting to public comment on non-agenda items, I have a couple of things I need to read. Um, first of all, the City of Alameda welcomes speakers providing public comment, but please be advised that this is a limited public forum. As such, speakers must stay on topic of speaking to a particular agenda item. And if speaking during non-agenda public comment, they must address matters within the subject matter jurisdiction of the city. If speakers fail to follow these rules, they will be warned. And if they continue to disregard the rules, their opportunity to speak will be ended. And then I have one other item. We had a difficulty last time with somebody uh, logging in online to, to speak publicly. And so I have a note to read. Community members using Chrome may click directly on the Zoom link to participate. Community members using a different web browser other than Chrome must copy the meeting ID and password into their Zoom account to get into the meeting. So having said that, item two, do we have anyone signed up to speak on a non-agenda item? There's only one attendee online. There is nobody in the room. And the attendee online has not raised his hand. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, item three, Commissioner of Communications. Let me uh, this is let me just start with a couple of comments on what I hope we can accomplish here and maybe something about what our goals here should be. Um, to me, this is a working group. It's a, it's a, so it, let's all just jump in here and, and communicate and do the best we can to, to come up uh with the survey, um, my goal is, I think, to provide the city of Alameda data and information regarding their golf course. And I would welcome participation from anybody, uh, or especially the operator of the golf course, if they would choose to commute to uh, be a part of this survey process. Um, uh, with that said, uh, my hope is that when we meet again in January, we can have a survey that we can approve and get to the city. And Justin, for you, my 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 question is, my and my understanding is, we we can produce a survey and give it to you, but what you do with it and how you use it is totally up to the city. And it's like our other roles in this commission, we're advisory. Uh, our survey would be something we would give to you as an advisory document. If I'm right on that, tell me. And if, if, if there's any other thoughts we need to have before we start, uh, it would it would be an advisory document. It would provide uh, information about what the golf community thinks about the golf course, 
about um, the operations of and would give us that information able to be able to communicate that to the operator. And then, you know, uh, as we move forward to be able to continue to use that as a resource for information and potentially continue to do that survey annually in order to track information that we can provide to the operator to potentially make improvements or to at least hear what the golfers are saying about the golf course. Okay, great, thanks. So having said that, I will turn the meeting over to our subcommittee and let you guys tell us what you've come up with. Okay. Before we get into that, I guess um, just a clarification on the logistics in terms of conducting or administering the study. If I understood your response correctly, you were saying that it would be something where you would want to get that feedback and the survey instrument could be a vehicle to do that. Um, are you anticipating that uh, it seems like you were operating under the assumption that the city would be, we would give you a survey instrument and you would actually do conduct or administer the survey or is that something that still needs to be discussed as far as um, um, for a logistics perspective, yeah. um, I think what you're trying to do is to design the questions and determine what the questions are. Um, my staff can put together the, the actual survey document in using SurveyMonkey. It's one of the tools we use regularly. Again, we don't have the professional. I know you would requested access to it, but um, so we can do that and put that together. But really the goal is to determine what the questions are and what are the goals? And do those questions support giving you the goals of uh, for the survey of what you're trying to achieve? And that's what this working group is about tonight, is to try to determine what are those questions and do they support your goals? And then uh, present those to the city and or to my department, ARVD, and we can actually develop the survey and make it live for you. Yeah, if I could, there's a follow-on to that question. So that's part A. Part B would be that the administration of any survey would require a sample group for respondents. So when you're thinking about the city using SurveyMonkey, perhaps a link, the respondents, are you also identifying the respondents for the survey? Or are you thinking about that in a different way? Um, I, my belief is that it would be advertised to users of the golf course and try to utilize contacts either through the commission or what contacts we currently do have, even through like the Friends of the Parks who do the annual golf uh, tournament. And so we would try to target that as much as possible. Okay. But if it is on the city website, it will be live for all to comment. On and so there, there will be that aspect. But again, I think um, one of the things around the survey questions you could actually ask is, "Are you a golfer of Carica Golf Course?" You know, again, as a as a way to try to filter responses from uh, potential sources that are not um, golf related. Right. So, so we we have a way to filter that. So again, I think more of that should come in the discussion point. We're just in the commissioner communications right now, mm -hmm. so we can have that conversation more in as we are talking about and when we're in the actual work group. 
that would be the appropriate place to be talking okay. about all this. That, that okay, okay. So let's do a couple other things. First, uh, are there any other commissioner communications about a non-survey item? Okay. Um, I'll take a motion to approve the minutes of the last meeting. Anybody have any corrections or deletions to the minutes? Yeah. I'll just let you know there will be one correction happening as in the first statement. It talks about the last meeting being at, that Downing opened a special meeting. The last meeting was a regular meeting, and that will be corrected in the next uh, realm. Just want it noted that okay. we'll, we'll correct that. All right. Is there a second? Uh, do we need individual? No, votes? no. Just all in just favor all approving in the minutes? Aye. Okay, Aye. thank you. Um, regular agenda items. That's next. And it's 5A and it's work group to review survey development and goals. So I'll turn it back over to you guys. Okay, so let me ask one quick question based on what you said earlier. Uh, my view is that we try to get these surveys to the clubs, uh, the women's club and the men's club. Is, is this, will the city be on board with that? Or, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that now, Jess? I, I mean, to be honest with you, um, when you guys were talking about the survey and who you're targeting it to, if you want to target just specifically to clubs to get feedback, that's one prerogative or something we can talk to about in the as we talk about the goals of the survey mm -hmm. is that, you know, if we're trying to garner information broadly about the golf course from all the golf course users, then that would be, you know, one avenue as well. Again, you can put clarifying questions in the survey about do you belong to a club? Do you, you know, and again, this is what I'm trying to get to is like if anyone's ever done a, a broadscape or a broad survey, it's sometimes it's hard to filter out respondents if you're trying to sure. categorize a very specific group. Mm -hmm. And so the more clarifying survey questions that you can put in there, it allows us to have an extra filter level. Yeah. So just consider that when you're thinking about the goals and the actual questions themselves about the information you're specifically trying to get and who you're trying to get it from. So just think about that as you, you guys discuss the, okay. the questions. Great. All right. So uh, Robert and I met a couple of times. Um, we talked about general objectives because um, you folks said, let's sort of hone in on what our objectives um, are. And we generally discussed surface, the following because it's on the basis of looking at the other surveys and what they've covered. Um, just an overall rating of all the different services, such as the uh, course, the staff, the clubhouse, et cetera. Focus on the course itself, playing conditions, um, making tea times, pace of play, uh, cost to play, things like that. The overall utilization of the different services, who uses what and what percentage of the people use the restaurant, what percentage of the people use the golf cart, stuff like that. Um, the players themselves, in terms of what are the demographics, how often do they play golf, you know, all of that stuff. And then the one that I, I think uh, we thought was interesting that isn't really addressed by the other um, surveys, which I call sort of aspiration, which is um, if we wanted to uh, 
increase the level of play at Caribbean? What would make people want to play more or use the facilities more? Um, so all the other questions seem to be, those other categories seem to be in the, uh, in the other shirts, but, but not what I call this aspiration category. So then we um, went through and I started interacting with Justin about the logistics and, and we got the survey monkey and, and um, found that there were limitations in survey monkey, the basic subscription which I have as well on the use, which is limited to 10 questions and 40 responses. And I thought, well, that's probably not gonna do it for us. Uh, so I thought, well, let me just take a bunch of the questions that we have and throw them into a Google form. Um, I hadn't done one in a while. I thought, well, here's an opportunity to re-educate myself on that works. And I found that we could come up with a draft um, that sort of covered a lot of these areas, um, including the aspirational. So we just <laughs> came up with a draft that's in a Google form right now. So what I'd like to do is just go through the questions with you folks and you'll see that it kind of addresses a lot of what you're talking about. And this is just the first cut of this draft. We can add questions, we can you know, get rid of them, we can change the order we do whatever we want, but this is sort of just a working thing to start out with. Um, just <laughs> regarding the 40 responses, can we all agree from the get-go that that's not an adequate database? Well, I would say that the the, the city's um, survey monkey allows for a lot more. Stacy May, who manages that for us, may have miscommunicated, but I mean, I have a survey live now, Fresh Story Park, that has over 800 responses in it. So, so we're not limited on that on okay. that end. Thank you. So, so again, I think I think there may be some misunderstanding in there, but but I do know that Survey Monkey sometimes we try to limit the questions. To ten, just because of an exhaustive survey, right. people tend not to <clears throat> to complete. Yeah. Right. So, so we end up getting incomplete information if that doesn't happen. Before we deep dive into the questions, I know you told us the categories of the questions, but if we could spend a minute or two up level of like objectives of the survey, so like yeah. spelling out to ourselves why are we doing a survey, sure. right? So for me, one example is I want people to be able to provide input on the golf course who aren't attending these meetings or don't know about these meetings, right? So the fact, the ability to get broad input on the golf course, besides people who are in the clubs who happen to know one of us mm -hmm. who happened to the meetings, that's a goal for me. Another goal is to make sure that we have the most information we can have to inform mm -hmm. any of our recommendations and to be able to pass that along to the city. So those are just two items I'm thinking about. We'd love to hear from the rest of the group to then inform kind of the questions that we're, we're thinking about. So I'm going with you, but when we began to meet, uh, I sort of in my mind began to think about, you know, what the goals were, mm -hmm. and then sort of what our objectives were, which we just talked about. And then like strategy, how we've kind of developed this tool. Yep. And so the, the, the goals for me, I say first, first of all, again, as a result of the last the two weeks that we were meeting together, was really to optimize, in my view, the Alameda residents experience at the golf course. Mm -hmm. It's an asset. We want to have a great time. We want to enjoy it. And therefore, we want to understand it. So a second goal would be to understand what these golf experiences are in some way. And then our uh, third goal was to make sure that we didn't do this in a vacuum. We wanted to collaboratively do this. 
We want to not just have ourselves, but also to speak with management at the course, the city, other uh, interested parties, so that we can get the very best survey tool possible. Uh, and then last, after we identify it, uh, we quantify it, uh, collaborate with it, the fourth goal is to communicate it to the city. So that the city could begin to have conversations as they see fit, because our work is purely advisory. So that was sort of the that, four goals that I. And that communicate to the city. Are we thinking, and maybe it could be multiple things, but is it just handing them the survey data after we've gathered it and looked at it? Or do we think we would synthesize it into recommendations or just through the regular course of our business inform our recommendations to the city? I haven't. Maybe it could be several of those things. Totally through it. Typically, whenever we get a big set, yep. I try to have some level analysis mm -hmm. as an advisory group, some form of recommendation uh, or advice. So maybe that's. I think that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree fully. I think yeah. uh, it, would, it would be one thing to just say, hey, here's the data, here are the responses. Um, I, generally, there are things that are that you come away with and looking at the results that are surprised. Some things confirm what you were thinking already and other things are, oh, I didn't know about that. Sure. And um, uh, about the Alameda residence specific, uh, I think I think we'll find um, that, that the course is widely used mm -hmm. outside of the uh, Alameda residence. That yeah. I played on Tuesday and I uh, played with, ended up playing with two guys that were uh, Irish, Northern Ireland guys, and, and uh, one of them was from Los Gatos, and the other one was from like Napa or something like that. They, they play Caribbean once a month. Yeah. One, just one thought I had was once, once we get the data, then we can decide how to best use it. Right. That's my point. Right. The analysis of it, I think, would, would be fairly straightforward. It would be statistical initially, and then you can then start cross-tabbing sure. and say, well, how many people, sure. if there's a really big concern about some particular issue, then you can start. Yep. I totally agree that out of the data in our research and our looking at it, studying it, should come recommendations to the city on that type of and, and, and perhaps, you know, we have the objectives, we've talked about the goals. So this committee, um, we decided to try to do a little work and not just create questions in a vacuum. So what partner from here <laughs> a series of surveys that were local in nature that were that we used to help stimulate. Uh, question development, and then I looked at the USGA uh, Golf Digest, National Golf Foundation, to sort of look at how they think about and view the golf experience. Mm -hmm. So between the national and the local, and the constraints of a certain email keeper, we developed a series of questions yeah, that great. we think are more reflective of our Situation. It's interesting you mentioned the National Golf Foundation because during the process of the city choosing its uh, operator, the National Golf Foundation came in and did some um, research and gave it to the city. They have a pretty, uh, it's not a big tank, but they have like lots of longitudinal studies 
that they've had for years and years and years. Sure. So they can slice some nice power five objectives on a national level. So that, that's pretty good. So did you go ahead? No, I'm good. Thank you. Um, and uh, so I kind of arrived at uh, a different objective than I thought I didn't assume to begin with, which was um, the three uh, surveys of Children Park, uh, Baylands, and uh, Rancho Salon. And they were all three were kind of different, just in the range of Children's was like, just tell me what your, your overall experience. And they do it by saying, like, would you recommend that to a friend and family? And it was only like three questions. That was it. And you were done in like a minute. And uh, the Baylands was the polar opposite of that. They went through everything. Did you get greedy when you went to get the pro shot? Did you really highly chill? And it took, uh, it took like 25 minutes for me to get through it. And that's where the survey instruments or the pool is kind of important because it's screen by screen by screen. I did like screenshot them, so transcendence yeah. screenshots and something like that it was not fun. So I kind of ended up saying, I want to get the maximum amount of information in the minimal amount of time because people are going to give up. And I don't like when they started, they don't, you can't really see how long it is, and they just keep going on and on and on and on. And going, I want to give up, I want to give up, I want to give up. So this one is, I think, sort of in the middle, but the idea was just. Let's see how much information we can get from that. It's over with. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's still pretty fast. Um, yeah. We put it on the clock. We said put it on the clock. You typically don't put it on the clock more than once because you get familiar with what the mm -hmm. question is, so your mind moves faster. So you just clock it once. It takes like a minute and 27 seconds. Okay. So given the, the question constraint, and part of it is about how you build the question. Drop down window more, like, like, so you're more quantitative in the question. So, we'll see. Did you have? Hey, no, that's okay. It's okay. Is it possible um, to with the survey monkey to say this survey is three minutes or less? Is it possible to put a header on there to give people an idea? Because I know I'm more willing to fill out a survey if it tells me it's going to take me. Three minutes. I'll look into it, but I believe so. Okay. I think uh, you know it would be an estimate, you know, because everyone right, here, but you mm -hmm. know, but we could say that you know a typical person might take three, four minutes to fill or less than or five whatever. Minutes. Yeah, whatever. Take it less than five yes. minutes to do yeah. something like that. Just something like that. It's a minimal impact in terms of. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you can call that one the uh, monkey landing page. Mm. Yeah, a little landing page where you can. Mm -hmm. Put it in text, then it will hit her. Okay. That's well said. Yeah. And then introduce you to the survey. Yep. And your expectations. Right. Should we have any other questions? Yeah. So it's basically follow follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. um, number one, how often do you play career golf course? Uh, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. Never played it. I don't play golf. Weeding out people that are not golfers. Yeah. Right. Those features are kind of low to this. It's intended to sort of sure. You know. And I, maybe I'll just say on that point, 
weeding out maybe filtering for people who don't play golf, but still want non-golfers input on the course and your use of gyms and all those other facilities as well. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. But just like segmenting. That's a better. Yeah, yeah. better this, this, the uh, other surveys go out right after you play the course. Yeah. So they're, you know, they keep your key time and right. so they, they have your information in these. So they're assuming, oh, so they ask, when did you play? Or um, yeah, when did you, when did you play? This is sort of assuming you probably played it, but maybe, maybe not. So, would, uh, would it be possible, just because you mentioned that there's a flow to this, would it be possible to go through all the questions just one after another so that we hear the yeah. whole logic train and then we can come back and discuss okay. individual questions? Yeah. Please, if that's acceptable to everybody. Yeah. Okay. okay, question number two. How would you rate your overall golf experiences at Caribbean Park? Then there's a range one to five. Excellent. Um, question three. How would you rate these aspects of your golf experience at Caribbean Park? And it goes from excellent, good, fair, poor, uh, not, uh, not really. Uh, tea time booking, cost of green fees, condition of the course, speed of play, friendliness of staff, practice facility, and food and beverage service. Okay. Question number four. Who do you typically play golf with when playing at Corinthian Park? Uh, family? Friends, other club members, work or colleagues, usually random or other. Question number five, how often do you play golf? Multiple times per week, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, never. Question number six, what would cause you to play Corinthian Park more often? Uh, and there are three columns, three choices there. Definitely, possibly, or it wouldn't matter. Uh, number one, or first choice, uh, the course was in better condition. Uh, if the pace of play was faster, if the green fees were lower, uh, it were easier to book at tea time, the practice facilities were better, uh, the food and beverage service was better, the pro shop or on-course staff was better. If I lived closer to the golf course, if the course had a locker room, um, or if the course was easier. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Then it gets into the second section is, is information about the respondent. So it says, please share a little information about yourself. It's what is your zip code? What is your gender? What is your golf index? And it's breaking down into you know, ranges of capacity. Um, what is your age? And question number 11 is, are you a member of a local golf club? Uh, Alameda Women's Club, Alameda Men's Club, Alameda Junior's Club, other Bay Area public golf club, private Bay Area golf club, uh, other USGA or NCGA club, we're not a member of the club. 
Then um, it's the, the last section is we welcome additional feedback to help us improve. Uh, what can we do to make the golfing experience better? And then there's, you can type in a whole paragraph. If it is okay for us to contact you for additional information, please leave your name and contact information below. Name, email address, and product. That's it. So those questions flowed through five areas. Reading all services, course staff, F and B, range, focusing on the course, price, tea times, pace of life, condition, utilization, restaurant, range, players, handicap, age, etc., and the aspirational question. So those seven teams. Yeah, actually, but like we would have to choose a focus of those yeah. objectives because there wouldn't be enough. Right. Tom, yeah, spent too much time asking questions, but I thought once I laid it out, I said, hmm, I think we can cover pretty much all of this. And once you want to dig deeper into the beverage part or how your food in the restaurant, I mean, you know, so it's just a matter of priorities. Yeah, we could have all another survey on food and beverage. Yeah, uh, I don't want to go there, but yeah, I mean, at some point the city might want to. He's got a lease agreement or a concession agreement with the city, and maybe you'd want more information about him. But I don't think we should be going there now, personally. Yeah. So, I think there's a question here that asks, yeah, if you go there, would you go there more? Yeah, well, and certainly the right for comments regarding right. food and beverage in the comments section at the end. I just want to make sure because I've been asked this question that. Unless somebody puts their name and uh, contact information there, it's purely anonymous. The whole thing. Sure. So, okay. sure. I had a couple questions. Number four, the question about who you play with. I think that was the one. Um, that one struck me as like I don't know what we would do with that information. Did you have kind of thoughts of if you say you know friends, family, strangers, whatever, how that would impact our decision making? Yeah, I think that one way of sort of looking at that is that we view this as a community mm -hmm. golf course and I think that families like to play together and it'd be nice to kind of understand if uh, families were playing together okay. or if you were playing with the MD from Deloitte mm -hmm. right not that we would turn either away but we'd be very interested in that because if we found ourselves in a place where pricing all of a sudden was prohibited mm -hmm. And you cross tabbed it with those that were in the family area. Sure. You might so time out. A bit of a market segmenting yeah. question of you know, yeah. what, what kind of group are you with and what yeah. kind of experience are the people that you're with looking for? Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's critically important. I think the family, I mean, to me, the family concern is, is a valid one. And for that reason, I, I mentioned that the golf course is supposed to be open 365 days a year. And a lot of families play on Christmas. The kids come mm -hmm. home and they play golf with dad in a long time. In violation of the lease agreement, this golf course was closed the last couple of Christmas days. So uh, to me, that's that might be a that would be a significant piece of information to me, and that we need to make sure our golf course is open for families. So when it's supposed to be. <clears throat> the next question I had is on the just one, one more about that. I actually thought um, what would be interesting in this one is how many people are playing as, as singles? Mm -hmm. And because in my observation, just, you know, 
you might look for everybody looks foursome, but do you show up with the foursomes? Often you don't. And there's often a waiting list of singles willing to figure out and yeah. play. Like, so, like I said, I just <laughs> played with two people because we had a foursome and then it was going to rain. And yeah. so two, two guys bagged out and then we made it There's also a number of times when you like it, which means you can't get one. Right. Well, there's two openings at a certain particular time. Sure. And that's all you can do. I think they fill a lot single single spots, of yeah. course, in a normal day. So that's that's yeah. part it's of the that period. Let's have a single and option in there. Yes. Well, I thought I I called them usually random. Who you're playing with? Okay, sure. Maybe we should record. Yeah. But what number is that? Uh, four. Maybe having single as an option. Yeah. Um, the question around what would make you play more, and you had a couple like lower green fees, better course, whatever. The only one that stood out there was locker room. That seemed like we could talk about how to improve things, but a locker room seemed like a step change beyond the other ones of. Maybe our ability to have them install a locker in one right. day. So I don't know if that would be helpful. I agree. Well, we don't have space for one. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's the only one of those of that segment of question that stood out. Is yeah. I don't maybe definitely that. I actually added that very yeah. because you want a locker room. I didn't even remember the thought occurred to me. Like I've never been in a locker room. Either. Yeah. And I know there was one. There was one. And it was. It's now Greenway Office space. Yeah. You're reminding me when you brought that up, I was talking to my wife, she also plays, and she reminded me when we were in Palm District. So lots of the Palm Springs, mm -hmm. a lot of almost all, not all, but many of the public courses have locker rooms mm -hmm. that are split. So, and they're public courses. So, a lot of times you go and you want to change your clothes, you want to move so, stuff in the locker because you want but do, does I mean the physical space in order to actually with the the current physical plant that is the building mm -hmm. is that even possible? I don't think that's. I don't think it is. It's they, not. Uh, it's in my right. opinion, it's not. Right. Not with that major expansion right. and a whole other building that kind yeah. of. Thing. Okay. Uh, I played a public course today. Doesn't have a locker room, but it does have a place where you go and take a shower. Hang up your clothes and then change clothes and walk out and keep our cabinets set. Yeah, so uh, and should I take it out then? I I I think it's beyond the. the scope I would think we would the... strike it and then maybe if someone was like, oh, I would love this place if they had a locker room, that would be a good free text option. Right? One thought I have is it, you don't want to raise people's expectations by right. putting yes. the idea that we might ever get a locker room in our street. Mm -hmm. so, Whereas the other ones seem like a couple areas of clear improvement for any golf course, right? Yeah, now. exactly. That's, Right. Well, the other one they added at the end was uh, whether the you would play more if the course were easier. Yeah, yeah, that that one popped out at me. And you're not going to change, change the course. Change tees and pins, lots of pins. Yeah, but it already grow out of and stuff. Yeah, the things you can do. Well, I mean, we're looking to get another nine holes built. Yeah, and if it comes back on the survey that the course should be easier. Maybe that could go into the completion of that. Sure. I, I wouldn't necessarily take that one out. I mean, I got to say that's a big issue for me personally. Thing. There's three or four holes that are just off the charts. No fun to play because they're too hard. Yeah. And you still shot your age. And I still shot my said that on the record here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up on that. So, <laughs> I, I, don't want to interrupt. I just want to ask a, quite a clarifying question about the 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 ease of play. I mean, are we 
and there's a couple of questions in there that I want to ask. So, um, is what is is the desirability in your experience at other courses if they're easier, more people play it, or is it the fact that people want a challenge and want a, a, a an experience that kind of pushes them as golfers? Yeah. Again, I'm trying to. You know, I, I've played some pretty simple golf courses yeah. in my life, and they're not particularly fun my, because of that. My thought it would be different, you know, opinions from different groups, like mm-hmm. new golfers versus, you know, scratch golfers versus tournament golfers. So I think that segmentation question of who are you and how do you play with mm-hmm. would influence what kind of course they're looking for. And the other thing I would say is, is that some of the most difficult courses I've played are not municipal golf courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about a municipal course here. And that's a course that, you know, beginners and mediocre golfers can come and play and enjoy themselves. Yeah. So uh, the degree of difficulty for me uh, has to be con- the fact that it's a municipal course and that, that and we have municipal golfers playing it is the consideration and how difficult it should be as far as action. Yeah. I think talking about surprise findings, if the high, the low handicap golfers have no issue with the difficulty. The high handicap golfers sometimes say it's difficult, but if everybody said it was too difficult, that would be a, a surprise. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a potential. Yeah. And I played enough with people that love the difficulty of golf course that, or, you know, when I used to play it all the time, I was just like you guys playing with people that I that came up from San Francisco mm-hmm. weren't local people and then playing for the first, second, or third time. And they loved it back then. It was challenging and the greens had all this great amounts and Okay. Did you have more? Oh, yeah. I just have two more. Um, well, don't I think, you know, for the goals I raised earlier of broadening the amount of input we can get, I think the free text box of like describe anything else, any feedback you have is super important to me. I was wondering if we could move that above the demographic questions, just so as someone's going down, they don't get to the last question. It's like, okay, now give us your free text response. Um, so as they're thinking about the different aspects, of it, just just an order mm-hmm. order change there, moving mm-hmm. above the demographic. I think it's right. You said moving up to yeah, right yeah. above the demographic questions at the end. Yeah, get those things right after they had the questions. Yeah, so they've just thought about all this with the golf course before they talked about themselves. Get that free text. Yeah, I totally agree. Guys. And then um, we talked about uh, the ability to put in their contact info or be anonymous. Is there any issue with us having email addresses, names? That a survey with survey that we all have access to through a city system. Just thinking of personal identifying information as long as they have an anonymous option. That's a great question. I think the the that information could be separated from what you mm-hmm. all have access to. Okay. So maybe that question is we would just say so many people provided their contact information, but it would not be part of any report. That would be made public to the city or mm-hmm. so no information like that would be shared publicly for their personal yeah, information someone will put their but someone could say mm-hmm. out of the survey respondents we got 71 contact information yeah. who would like to get more information or sure are available for I, just wouldn't, I wouldn't want their email to be in the survey then come as a document in this meeting and yeah. it'd be shared publicly yeah no we would we would we would remove that before you got survey results or yeah. the survey data. And I guess the second part of that question is I, I do want to make sure that all of us have access to the raw data, even if it's scrubbed in people's email addresses, yeah. that we all have free access to that. And I would just say, I, I don't see it being our role to respond to anybody who's 
As yeah, you know, it's a more basic question. We're going to take this information. Somebody had to follow up. So, so what I would what I would say is the way you've asked the question is, you know, would you provide your con contact information to be contacted? Yes. Unless, yeah. and, and here's the thing: is you know, the survey is supposed to be the collector of the information. Yeah. When you're requesting additional information on the side, it starts to, I guess erode the content of the survey is yeah. what I would say. If you're asking for additional information, you should be asking for the information you want in the survey. And you give them the chance to say other, you give them the chance to say, have a blank text box. But I'm I'm not necessarily sure that there's any um, specific value in collecting that content for that response, mm -hmm. unless it was something that was just totally unclear in what they typed. So the only As a clarifier, yeah, uh, in the open text box. You, you know what I'm saying? Often the second okay. look on surveys is, and they ask for the second look, is when surveys have qualitative elements to it. So if you ask the respondent to say, tell me how you feel about something, because that's not a data set. Yeah. So typically the second look no. on the ask is more the qualitative side of the survey. Not the quantity of the survey. So I'm not sure if it really is. And, yeah. and I'm also not so sure that. To me, it, it goes with the um, how do we make the golf experience better? Yeah. And and it would be somebody put something in there and you go, I don't really know what they mean by that, but it might be important enough that want to follow up with them and they clearly answer that. Yeah, that would be the only thing that. We're probably not going to be doing that. And I just think that, you know, from, from a perspective of the commission conducting the survey, from a from a time perspective, which one of you would be doing that work? Yeah. Because that would not be city staff doing that work. That would I don't see any hours to survey respondents. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to ask logistically, is there any indicator in the survey if someone has responded multiple times other than them providing an email? Oh, so that they're not. So someone's not doing it ten times and saying mm -hmm. ten different ways. There, mm -hmm. I, I know I'm not sure necessarily. Like, yeah, like yeah. Tracking, but I, I, there, there. I do not believe that it does that. Okay. I just want to be clear on if somebody if somebody gets a response, who does it come? If they want a response to the survey, who provides it? The city. If I, um, I'm perfectly uncomfortable with us getting as golf commissioners in a back and forth with somebody on the survey. Yeah, and, and I don't, and I don't think you should. No, and okay. I don't, and this is why I'm just saying it's like I'm not sure there's a lot of value in collecting that data. That's one of the things that struck me on here is like in any other survey that we we produce, we we never ask for your contact information. Yeah. Um, you know, there's we will provide information about the department. You know, there's an ARPD at alamedaca.gov that if you want to ask a question, if you didn't understand something in the survey or you wanted to provide something, they could always do that additionally on their own. But it's not necessarily anything we would ever collect. So what I'm saying is if somebody says, I want to be contacted about this issue, I'm not comfortable being the person to give my option. And, and, that's, and that's why I'm saying it's like, this isn't a customer service improvement response mechanism. Yeah. This is for them to provide their experience via your questions for us to accumulate that data to then either, you know, 
present it to the city and to Greenway. Okay. Say, here's what we found out. Here's the information we asked. And here's the summary of that data of, yeah, of yeah. the golfer's experience and here. And Greenway, if you want to respond to this individual, you can. But you I can. think what he's, aren't you saying, what I'm hearing you say is if you strip out the contact information, the whole issue of somebody responding goes away. Correct. Right? Is that what Correct. you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I would just I would recommend not collecting that data specifically yeah. if you're not in a situation. If if I were running a golf course and I wanted to know and I had concern, yeah. I would want those feedback. I would yeah. want those email addresses because then I would use but it for advertising for exactly. that we're intending to do that. That's yeah, exactly yeah. What Which we're not doing. That's so. exactly what happened. I was looking at it being a resident, there was public works. Mm -hmm. survey correct and, 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 and i think how the survey references the paraphrase that says if we can put the ARPD uh, blanket email in there. You know, there's a, it's just a department-wide email. It goes to two staff members to then reroute it to the people who it that email, needs to go to. Potentially on the landing page or also a call to action. If, if you have more feedback to share, please attend the Golf Commission meeting or reach out to the Golf Commission. Correct. There you go. Correct. I can get the feedback here. You had a... Well, I, I, have, are we on... Have we come to a resolution on that? We are... I, Sounds like we want to take that out. And yeah, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. And it was not intended to gap the information. Yeah. It was intended to say, if somebody right. here on this side wants to follow up, sure. Yeah. For, for additional information, it was a yeah. mechanism to potentially do that. But I, okay. it's, I kind of threw it in there because I thought, well, okay. okay. Somebody wants to follow up. I'm, I don't. <laughs> So yeah. a, a, a couple of observations. So a couple of observations. There's no clear delineation between whether people are playing 18 holes or nine. And I think mm -hmm. the myth is a different experience than the 18 hole course. Mm -hmm. So I think somehow it would be good in there to ask, are you playing 18 holes? You play in nine hole, the nine hole myth. Um, because I my sense was the survey is targeted towards the 18 hole experience. So somehow if there's a way to ask in there, are you a nine hole player, 18 hole, whatever. Well, can, can I comment on that? Maybe sure. we ought to make sure that the survey does include, uh, I mean, somehow specify that we are not just talking about the 18 hole courses because I played the myth recently and uh, the myth Needs work. That experience needs yeah. to be part of the survey. I think. I, I agree. I, but I, as a from an operator's perspective, if you can't tease out whether you're talking about the eighteen hole or the nine hole, and somebody says it, it, it would be helpful to understand. Yeah. How do you differentiate that? That's, there's that's a challenge. Simple as you said, as you really said. It. I mean, if we're operating on a minute and twenty-seven seconds, so right. yeah. We can add another question. You said it really clearly is that uh, ask if you play eight or nine or yeah and there's three, three courses right so you said do you play yeah. the south the north the myth yeah. you can pick up to three i wouldn't call it the myth because a lot of people don't know it's called a myth i would say three okay. and and do you want to um 
allow, you know, just from a survey functionality, do you want them to, to, to pick multiples? Yeah. You have to allow them to be able to pick multiple yeah. answers. Okay. I just, yeah. So the, uh, the, the next thing is, Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. I just want to say because it really circles back to the community. Okay. So when I'm out on Sunday walking the dog, you see all the kids mm -hmm. on the park parade, you know, brothers and daughters, daughters and moms, and everybody is out. And, you know, they're all below your belt. Right. So like yeah. that. Okay. So that that would be a new question to add. Yeah. Oh, well, a feather. It might be a, a well, I'm going to let you brilliant people handle that. That was my comment. Can I comment? Sure, of course. Um, yeah, I I thought about trying to split them, including the north. Um, it will. It, I think it can be done. It will just be, it will make it longer. I don't think you split all the questions up. I right. think there's just one question about which of these three courses do you play, just to segment okay. the, the users. Could you just say then? It, like, then it gets tricky because. What if I played played myth once in the last five years and I played South every week? Well, what if you had a question that said, I think you don't we want intensity? I mean, in terms of volume. Personally, I don't think so. I, I think you could have a question in there that says, if you have played the part three, tell us what is your experience? You know, and then good, bad whatever, and not ask for specifics like we have in other groups for that experience. Yeah, because that leads into the other questions about the pace of play. Exactly. And yeah. You could ask that question of every... every so maybe, maybe... That was my concern. So maybe what you could do is have like one question about if you play the myth and, and just how do you write blah, blah, blah. And then the rest of it is referencing the 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 18 holes, mm -hmm. you know, the north course or the south course. One thing I that think. would be pretty easy to do is the first question, how often do you play the golf course? That can be divided into the three yes, courses. And we can get that. So I play mid-weekly, I play south monthly, yeah. I play north, never. Right. And to me, that would do it because that if somebody's identified the fact they played the part three, and they're complaining about the pace of play and greens and course conditions, then we could go look at the rest of them are. So then how do you interpret? Well, no, to me, you don't. You just say, okay, here's somebody that's played the part three and they're talking about conditions of course. So that could apply to either, but it's something that the city needs to know that they got 45 holes out there and nine of them aren't. And according to this person who's responded to the survey, so the pace of play, the answer on the pace of play question would be applicable to whatever you the whole whatever you play. play. That's, yeah, that's my thought. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's the easiest thing to do. So yeah, segmenting that, how often yeah. you play question across the three courses. Yeah. Uh, and with that in mind, I have a, a few yeah. more items here, but okay. but that first question and I, um, is the, how often do you play? And then I think you had a question four or five in about where else you play or something. Yeah. Because to me, that seemed like those two questions belong together. Um, yeah, question you, five, I think it, it was that came after it says, how often do you play golf? Yes, I think those two questions. So it's like, maybe that's- The first question. That could be the first question. I agree. And then the second question would be- How often do you play? How often do you yeah. play Karika? And and then identify whether it's the a north, south, right. or the par three. Yep. Yeah, because that's a higher 
hierarchy. Yeah, because that'll give you a hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. So, okay, that's what yeah. I was, that, I had the same reaction. Okay. Just move that. That's question five. Move that, that to number one. Yeah. And then you move Yeah. Down. And then segment what is now yeah. number two. That's good. Then the other comment that I have is, and you guys may all hate this, but um, I, I wonder when the golf courses that you got feedback from, you know, or you're using as a survey guide, the F and F and B may in fact be under and managed by the same by the golf management business company. Okay, in this case, you have a concessionaire, gyms, right? Mm -hmm. So Greenway doesn't have control over gyms. So the only concern I have is, is the way it's written. Kind of, it implies that the golf course has control over Green over Greenway. Some of the questions, and I was wondering if we should call it gyms on the course. So that it's very clear that we're referencing gyms on the course, and it's not F and B provided by the golf course. And okay. and from an op so if you're an operator, because if you can't control it, you know you don't want to get dinged for it. Does the operator run the carts? I'm going to get to that. The beverage carts. They, no, the beverage. Carts. Yes, the beverage cart. He does. Jim does. Jim does. Jim does. He has to. No, he doesn't have to. He's he's doing it on this. So, so oh, just so all nothing in his concession agreement that says he has to. Who has the liquor license? There's nothing in his concession agreement that says he has to operate the liquor I will, to, to clarify, Ed, yes, you are correct. There's nothing that says he has to, but Jim's on the green has the only liquor license right. for the property. But he's doing it. He, if you talk to Tom, he'll tell you that he's not making any money on it. He's having to pay somebody to come out and do it. He's having to maintain the car. And the only reason he's doing it is. To, for benefit the golfers out there on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when they have a beverage part out there. So he's not required to do it, but he is doing it, and he says he's basically breaking even on it. Well, they're, they're on Thursday, uh, but to, to clarify Lynn's um, comments, or not maybe clarify, but to to provide a little context, um, uh, Greenway has the ability to concession and provide food service. That was in one of the last addendums of his of his lease agreement. Um, and Jim's also has the ability to provide food. So again, there is a little bit of a confusion in the question about the thing, but if the survey is to provide a resident's experience or a user's experience to the city around an overall quality of food at the complex, provided that may be beneficial just to say, Yes, it's good. Yes, no, it's bad. Or, you know, and, okay. and we would be able to collect information holistically about the experience, but we wouldn't be able to parse out yeah. is it Greenway or is well, it Jim? I, I think as I think the other thing is you could yeah. break out the beverage part either too. And you just need, I think, just saying your food and beverage experience. That's as informed commissioners, we're aware it's currently only gyms on the course, but someone come to the course the first time might just know it as the food mm -hmm. and curriculum, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, then the other piece is that if you are a visitor from somewhere other than Alameda, I couldn't tell you the name of the F&B yeah. if yeah. I was somewhere else, but I can tell you if it was good or bad. Yeah, one, good one. The sensitivity to, you don't want it to look like Someone else is driving this one in reality. They're not. Yeah. Well, I think you also have. Uh, if you, there are a lot of people who go to gyms on the course. Mm -hmm. 
just to go have food, mm-hmm. right? That don't do anything with golf. And so if if they if they take the survey and they go through, you know, it's like, well, what are we talking about? So mm-hmm. I, it just it, it's not a big point. I'm gonna, I'm going to move on. The, I think that the gyms on the course feedback is still relevant and helpful for. Oh, us I think it is too. Golf course experience. They give the report here. They have a concession with the cities. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Food's good. Well, and, and pricing. I think if we're going to ask that question, we should ask about the pricing. Um, if we've asked about pricing of the golf course, I think the pricing of the food and beverage is is a, is valuable information to have. Well, I think we could do a whole survey on food and beverage. Yeah, well, I just I think it would be fairly simple to add. I think you ask in there about the food and beverage. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, can, can I just ask a quick question? Um, again, it just goes back to the goal of the survey and you guys had identified it as sort of the experience of the user or the resident. Um, I, I mean, going around, if we go into the depth as an operator, I would want to know people's feedback on pricing, but as an experience, again, I don't know how valuable that information is going to be to the city since we're not going to ever tell the concessionaire mm. your prices are too high. You know, that's that's one of the issues. Whereas around golf, we do have um, some mechanisms within our agreement around resident increases and just what residents. those are. Yeah. Again, it's just resident, right. but but again, we have actual relationship things with the vent, the operator about that, whereas we do not have that with gyms on the course. Okay. We, we we do not interfere with the business structure. Uh, um, the only, One other thing that I know is an issue for the ladies club, and maybe we'll just have to write it in, um, is the inability to have shotgun starts. Um, they will not give us shotgun starts. So we actually have moved business to Metro because we cannot do a shotgun. So I don't know if there's any way in... And I've sort of heard it a little bit, but if you could think about that, is if there's any way to get that feedback. I don't know what the men's experience is, but I know both the nine holers and the 18 holers. And then the last thing, did you ask about golf cart conditions, about the golf carts themselves? Was there any, I can't remember it in your question. It's not, it's not in there. To me that all of those things well, first of all, I don't think we can put club stuff in there regarding shotgun starts. No, I'm just wondering if there's a way to ask, you know, if you could have shotgun. Because if other clubs, let's say, example, you're a roving club that plays there. You're the the um, the San Francisco Irish um, who always play on Thanksgiving. But a, a bunch of clubs that play at the golf course, it's not just, you know, one-off golfers. They, you know, a lot of clubs go there and play. If the golf course will not allow those clubs to have shotgun starts, they're taking their business to other local golf courses. Yeah. Uh, again, I, the, I, okay. I don't think we should generate a whole nother section or question to, to try and ask that question. To me, that's something we need to be asking or maybe the city would be concerned about from a revenue standpoint. Exactly. Uh, but that's between the city and Greenways. I think if that's based on what I thought was the least, free tax would be appropriate to capture it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, um, I don't remember moving club, and we, I don't think we've done shotguns anywhere. I mean, recently that I can think of. And maybe it's, I mean, what's the number of players you need to be able to, you need 72 or? Nope. 
for for planning your team. No, there's a whole there. There's a lot of ways you can do it, um, but there the the intractability. I, I, from a to me, right? Exactly. But it's feedback that says that the golf, the utilization of the golf course is not what it could be because they will not offer that as a option, which is a fairly standard <laughs> practice yeah. in the business. I, and, and it may be too hard to tease something like that out other than in free form. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just it's I just wonder if it's an issue for anybody else or maybe it's it is truly just this one little club that has two little clubs that have an issue with it. Well, the men's club doesn't. I mean, they have one tournament a year. They want to have a shotgun for and uh, that's their annual member guests. Yeah. You guys. I mean, I totally get it. For you guys, because you have events where you really like to get together and socialize, and I always look over there and see what a good time you guys are having. But we can't even do our annual member guest. I, I know they they don't do shotguns, and Great. they used to when it was city run, and before Greenway took over. But I don't. I mean, I don't want to. I think we're opening up a can of worms that we can't deal with on the survey. <clears throat> I can't think of a way to suddenly do that. I, I wouldn't find well, I think you said something in there about tea times. You know, do you offer tea times, something like that? Anyway, moving on. Never mind. I'm I'm, I'm dropping in. Um, so anyway, there was something else. And now it's gone clean out of my head. No problem. Just a couple of questions I have about how to move forward. Um, uh, my, like I said, our goal and hopefully is to come to the next meeting and have a survey that we can present to the city and, and you guys can, we can take off from there. Um, in order to do that, I want to ask a couple of paid brown that question. Um, can you guys email us with the final project individually? Yeah. My concern from the brown act standpoint is how we as individuals respond. And it seems to me that if I respond to whoever sent it to me, either Robert or... I wouldn't be sending it to you. I would be, maybe this is... Uh, it's a nuance. It's a nuance, yes. Well, no, you said it maybe an email. This is what I'd like to give. Can we get provided a link to the yeah. survey? Right? Uh, this is in the Google form. So... You can go look at it. You can go test it out right now. And it would be just a link you just follow. You right. But for feedback, you would email and you say, here's the link. He'd have a question for you. He'd email you back directly, but it would be one-on-one conversation. Right. That's exactly where I'm here. Not reply all, not you email everybody. But right. Right. One-on-one. I'm care- I want to be careful that we don't start a loop conversation. Yeah. yeah. For the feedback of any of the questions. Right. So, yeah. So, but what I would also say is that it's like, it's like, do you guys feel like you have enough feedback to make the modifications that you need and then be able to, no, I'm just, uh, bear with me, you know, that you have enough feedback to make those modifications. Um, You can um, maybe uh, Ed can share the link or I could share the link with each one of you individually um, then you guys could make the comments back to ARPD 
if you if if you needed to, um, and then I could communicate with okay you like guys that. to make any of those changes. That way we're it's it's one on one. It's one on one. It's yeah. none of the, the the violating the Brown Act. But what what could happen with that is that hopefully we would be able to. Um, have them finalized enough to come back at, on the agenda on the next meeting for final approval so we can make it live. Yep. So that would be the January 9th meeting that is already on the calendar that you would then be able to agree that these are the questions, these are the orders, this is exactly what it is, and then it it can go live after that meeting. So Does that makes sense? Yeah, it sounds good to me. Process wise. Make sure I'm clear on it. Uh, you're going to send me the link. So once they're say, done making their changes, I will receive an email from either Robert Lattimore or Clifford Tong, and then I will share a link from me to each one of you with not a reply all. Yeah. So then if you review it and have a question, it send it directly to me, that's and fine. I can convey the information to them. That's fine with me as long as you have the time to be the middleman. I don't anticipate there's going to be a ton of back and forth after hearing the conversation. I think there may be some clarifying questions, but I don't see that there's going to be a ton of back and forth. There seems to be a pretty good consensus on what should be on the survey, and it's just more about the order and maybe some slight wordsmithing. Could, could we talk about that, though, for just a minute further? Can you go back? I don't remember. I should have written it down. My apologies. You ask about... I remember several of the questions said, "Would you would play here more if it was better, right?" I think he said the question was, "Is what would make you play here, or what would you make what what would make you play Karika more often?" And then there was a then there was a series of sub questions that said, what would "Cause you to play Karika far more often." Yeah, I, I think I know where you're going. The, the wording of better, it, it, call, I call it something better. I, I, I sort of it's, struggled it's, with that. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit yeah. because what I can't quite remember, and maybe you can help me understand, is there a definition of better sort of implied in there? Because better is such a amorphous term. Um, and, and, and that's what I'm trying to remember is, did the questions, or maybe it just helped, could you Every rip day. through the questions one more time, all of them, just, just rip through them really fast and we can hear them again? Okay. For, this. Yes. For, this. for the whole thing? Actually, maybe, yeah, do you mind? I mean, how long is it gonna take for you? Well, to if I could comment on that, if, if just in saying that, it's like one of the course conditions was one of the ones. And if it seems to me if you could say, uh, if the course conditions were improved, or in other words, you, you could find another word and better in each of those answers, maybe that's more descriptive of what just said the course was in better condition. There you okay. go. And I I know what you're getting at, and I kind of struggled with that. So do you want to is your issue you're talking about is the, it the rough? Is it the sand traps? Is it well, the greens conditions? No, I wasn't is it right? Right. I'm right. getting it. I'm right. saying it's sort of it's the, value, the value of if the staff, because some of the, the surveys talk, talk about friendliness of staff. And I'm not I mean, trying that's to... kind of what, what's friendly. What's friendly. I, and I is agree. That the definition of. I'm just trying to parse out a little bit that says do people, are people, if people think the court conditions aren't good, is it because 
they think the fairway, it's the, they have an issue with the fairways. Do they have an issue with the sand traps? Do they have an issue with the bunker, the, the, the greens, you know, I, that's all. That's what that's gets back to this sort of the general objectives. If you could, do you want to, how deeply do you want to dig in each one of these, these categories? Because we, we can do it. It's just going to. No, and I don't want to go super deep, but I was just wondering if there's a way in the question, which is why I kind of wanted to rehear it before Ed, gets upset with me no. is um is it is it would it be easy to say better meaning you know improve fairways check improve bunkers yes you know greens can it, so underneath that question is there a way to identify what they kind of have an issue with in terms of course conditions is is, is there a way to ask the question and, and just say um um Please check which of the following, if were improved, would increase your frequency of play. And then you could check from past part conditions. A, a yes. slew of, yes. of like items. As, as a user of the survey, I'm probably going to skip that question. Okay. I'm not going to go, oh, fairways were good, but bunkers were not. Okay. I'll put the text box at the bottom, mm -hmm. play the great round. Or, or instead of guiding, maybe that's an open ended question mm -hmm. where you leave a text box where you say, that's what, what I was doing, Jim. What would increase your frequency of play at Karika Golf Course? Well, I think that they've already and got let that. Them type whatever. They've already got that though. Okay. Well, but when it comes to course condition, you do have a course condition question. Yeah. So if, at, at the end of that, leave a comment. How would that work? Well, See, now I'm back to the logistics question. Yeah, because the survey gonna, starts getting far more complicated. Yeah, I think I have to look at it. If you're going to take this and you're going to stick it in survey monkey, then, then uh, you're speaking. I don't know whether that's possible. Sir. I, yeah, and, I, and I, I can't speak for so, staff right now to tell you. But what I can tell you is it's in here now. It's ready yeah. to go. And I can just give you a link and you can try it. But, but if we're going to put it somewhere else and somebody else is going to. I think we should operate as if it has the same functionality for our planning purposes, and if we find out differently, we'll adapt. We can we can adapt, and I think we should keep it as simple as we can. Yeah. So, um, so in that, I way, think what I can tell you, I'm about eighty percent certain of this is that the way this particular kind of question is formatted, there is no stick a text thing on the end of it. Because of the question type, you're saying they don't. Yeah. Talk, yeah. Okay. And so, my, what's 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 kind of what's part of this is you could choose the different choices. Definitely, possibly, or it wouldn't matter. You can have 10 different choices if you want. So the, but there's no like and put a comment in text on the end of it. And then you can have any number of these rows. So if we want additional specificity here. And there's no sub. Yeah. I don't believe there's a sub of one of the rows. Yeah. So maybe a way to direct some of this specific feedback is in the question here. You could ask the question, what would make you play more? If you'd like to provide additional detail, please put it in the text box and see below. Not a new question, but directing them in this question to provide that additional level of detail in their free text box. What it, the one we have later uh, on. That's yeah. I mean, as, as sort of a wording change in the question. Uh, instructions on that. Justin, didn't you also indicate that I, I thought I heard you say any questions that you would want to provide additional detail to complete it in the box? Yeah. I think, I think um, yeah. my personal opinion yeah. about trying to 
break that break course conditions alone as sort of a, so, a more detailed evaluation of that is that quite the however you want to interpret it better is up to the respondent. Well, I thought right. I thought you had a relatively easy and somewhat elegant solution that just says if you were to play Karika more, would it be, you know, it was something about course conditions, then it was greens, and you could check as many as you want. Greens, sand traps, cart paths, whatever, like five things that they could say, because at least that would allow us to understand people really like the greens. Because that's probably what most people do like. They really hate the cart packs. They really hate the golf carts um, at Karika Park, right? And, that's and, not a course condition. Yeah, it is. It's part of the golf experience. So many people ride nowadays that, and and, and the older, the, well, that's not a fair statement, honestly. But people hate those golf carts. People hate those cart packs. So all I'm, I thought there was a fairly simple one question that would allow you to tick the boxes that would make you like Karika Park better. If this was better, this was better, this was better, this was And that way, quantitatively, if 85% of the respondents say, I'd play it more if the car paths were better, that's actionable information, so, right? So it's quantifiable in that sense. So the, basically the way I phrased it was, it was please select items below that if were improved, would increase frequency your frequency of play at Karika Golf. It's going to be more options to the same question. Yeah, Instead so, of just course condition, it's mm -hmm. overall condition, greens, right. pass, cards. Right. Yeah, yeah, you 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 get you get have to pick out what you want those to be. And, and then you, and you condition. And that's what that's basically asking okay. is because you're asking what would increase the freak your frequency of play at mm -hmm. is what you're trying is really what you're trying to the information you're trying so, to collect. It's all for that. We have one option now, which is course condition, and we would disaggregate that into four or five different yeah. course condition assets. Correct. Right. Okay. Because, because, so you, I mean yeah. you can yeah. have this. 50 different. Yeah. But no, I'm not, and I don't think there needs to be 50 of them, yeah. but I think it, it helps it helps take that rather vague better statement that was concerning you and it makes it more concrete so that you know specifically what people think will make their experience better. And I feel like I've right? heard cool. passing cards enough that it would be important to disagree. Let me just say one thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we just leave the course conditions and we realize that course conditions are an issue, then whoever gets that data and wants to improve and respond to what's in there can go and say, okay, it's course conditions. And you go take that to the superintendent and, and he, you, he goes out on the golf course and he tries to figure out what course conditions he needs to fix to make the course more playable. I mean, that's to me, that's kind of a basic way it could be dealt with without putting down all these specifics. I, th I think, by just you know, I don't want to guide the commission here, but from a, an operations perspective and information perspective, if you're trying to communicate a user's experience to the city and to Greenway, because hopefully this information will be received by them, uh, well, but um. You would you would want them to to be able to aggregate which ones are going to be 
the best improvement for your dollars. Mm -hmm. and, and again, we're thinking of operators because you have a lot of experience as an operator. I operate a lot of different things. So I would want to know what are the things if I were just to get a, a survey saying that 80% don't like the course because of course conditions, I don't have a an avenue to start off with that information versus if you find out and, and again but i don't i also don't want to ignore right. the fact that you know but you know i'm not going to list every single thing from no. parking lot to bathroom to yes. you no, know so if, I, if i'm the superintendent of the golf course yeah. and i get survey results that tell me the course conditions are the reason why we're not doing the business we're doing then i'm going to get in the car and go out there and look at the golf course and talk to my workers and talk to the pro and say, okay, what do we need to fix? But if we want to put it in the survey and make it more specific, then I, I, I'm thinking the survey is going to be sort of higher level in the sense that it's not going to the superintendent, but it's meant to go to the operator to give them guidance on what the community's experience is so that they can because it's because some of the things you're talking about are not small dollar items. Right. So they need to be able to, which the superintendent is not going to be able to make the decision on. No, no, I, you, you misunderstand. Sorry. Sorry. So if I'm the operator and I want to take action on this stuff, the guy I've got to go to is the superintendent. Okay. I mean, if I got to go to somebody about course conditions, it has to be the superintendent. It's the superintendent. Guy that's 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 as, but as, I, I think as a little careful, I think that's being a little careful about for me the survey is an indicator mm -hmm. so this is a macro indicator on the operator i find out course conditions are bad then i meet with staff meet with my team and i begin to peel it back mm -hmm. whether that's outside consultant whether that's the existing superintendent whether that is collaborating with teams to get their input i'm not sure that we should have the micro answer for the question. That's exactly question. That's a huge question. It is. Right. That is a huge question. And I don't have the experience that has around this topic. I think a simple solution here, my proposal, but kind of incorporates what you're saying is the the sub-question on course condition, would you play more if this were improved? We separate that into greens, fairways, paths, and carts. That's it. Bonkers. All the sub-options. Bunkers. Maybe greens and fairways could be combined. No, 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 never. Have our picture greens with gr the the number one Rats. reason people play that golf course is the greens. Greens, fairways, yeah. bunkers, paths, carts. Uh, I don't think carts needs to be in. Oh, I think it does. It's not course condition. Yes, it is. It's, it's a part of the golf experience, though, right? We want to know yeah. if carts are good or bad. Well, everything's part of the experience. I, my concern is that right now we have nine nine rows, nine items. And every one of these I can think of five subcategories. Sure. Each one that we could dig into. You know, um but course and, the, the so, pro, your product is the golf course though, right? 90% of what you're talking about is the golf course. Well, and so that's, that's the product that's the product. Right. I agree. I think the golf course is the thing I want to know the most about. Right. But then I don't consider carts and cart paths as part of the golf course. I consider them as part of the overall experience and how you might enjoy the course. To me, it's mainly about the greens. 
it's 80% is about the grains at this course. And um, if the grains are in bad shape, then well, if, if, if the majority thinks that we're drilling down too far, then then go leave it back up at the top. That's fine. That's groovy. Well, my opinion is to leave it the way it is. I'll just throw that out there. I mean, I think the original, is there a better way to say better? I, or, or you... Personally, I really like the way Justin phrased it. And the reason is, is because as an operator, if you get when somebody tells you course conditions, it is such a broad statement. It really is. And as a superintendent, they're going to go, oh, yeah, okay, course conditions. What do you mean by course conditions? And to Justin's point is, it's very easy for me to go out and say, oh, if somebody tells me the bunkers are terrible because they don't have enough bunker sand, well, guess what? You have to go put that in your budget. But that's a fairly, you can fix it. But if you're going to go, oh, I have problems with my bunkers, I need to add into my line item, into my thing, I need to go put bunker sand in because it's not cheap. I have to tell you that. But I can go after that. If people tell me that it's a problem with my greens, and then I can go out and I need to work on teaching my guys how to pick up the mowers properly so they're not leaving marks outside of the green edges, that's a whole different thing. If they tell me my fairways are, there's, they're not, my fairways are no good, but my greens are great, then I can spend my time and my money and I go buy sapphire and spray it on the daisies to kill them because I got too many daisies in my fairway. So it's just, it's a, it, it's helpful for the operator. I'll just the, say, in my yeah. view, it's not our job to nail down those specifics with this sort of and, okay. and and I guess I guess I'm just bringing it back to the goals of this. It's it's to give a, a we're trying to get a temperature or the of the of the user's experience at the golf course and to be able to communicate that back. I mean, if I were an operator, I would want to be running that detailed level of a survey annually at my golf course so I can trend where I need to make improvements, where I need to make investments. But that's not the real goal of this. Then I, I, I respectfully it, it, that's what I'm, yeah, that's fine. I you know what? I respectfully withdraw it and it's and I'm I'm taking it off the table. No, I I mean it's information you would want as an operator. Absolutely. But I just wonder if you start doing that, would you want to drill down on all the other items or some of the other items as well, or is it just that one? Just that one. Um, uh, but I don't, I really don't, I, I'm really, I'm really withdrawing it at this point. So, I think we're all aware you know, of the uh, responsiveness yeah, of the operator. It, it, right. Feedback That's fine. Just leave it as it is. It's fine. It'll, it'll work just fine. So what, what we have really is we just have the reordering of a couple mm -hmm. of questions, the deletion of the gathering, the contact information. Yep. And uh, the bifurcation of the first question to cover all three courses and not mm -hmm. just the one. Yep. So, and, and the only other thing I would say is I think you guys were talking about the word better, or would you say improved? And again, I think there's because better is a quantifier word. You just want to think about the language about improved does not say better. It, it just is. Is it is it a level better or there is it's is it a level of 
of quality that increasing that would be better. Yeah. Would, would, would have a... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have to say better. What I don't like is, is ending the ending each question in, in better. So mm -hmm. anytime you can eliminate better and put in another phrase, I think that would be helpful. Okay, like you want to improve the generator or improve the variety or just improve course conditions? If, if conditions uh, were another were question, I'll give it a We can do wordsmithing in our exchange, we can do some wordsmithing and recommendations of how to write. Yeah, that could be detailed one on one feedback. Exactly. Yeah, from a time standpoint, I, I think we're pretty close. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, let me just restate what I think we're going to do. You're going to Put it in a format after this meeting and send it yeah. to Justin. Justin's going to send it to us individually. We're going to send it back to him with whatever wordsmithing or whatever changes we want to make, and then it's going to come back. And I can pass. I can pass all those comments directly to you. And we'll make the final one. And we'll okay. approve it at the next meeting. Okay. That's the plan. Or if someone disagrees, then you can have that conversation. So we're. As far as the uh, the tool, the vehicle is concerned, you're going to take, or somebody on your side is going to take this and then basically. Yeah, we will look at the format put it it and to see what is the survey. best way to do that. Our communications director also has a, a different survey tool as yeah. well. So we will look at what is the 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 most or the the most convenient tool in order to put that into a, a format. So at our next meeting, you could tell us SurveyMonkey can handle a survey as written or if there's any modifications Correct. required. We'll be able to, or, or if we want to use the different survey tool that the, okay. so that would be that the information officer has. I've already talked to the Alameda Men's Club and that's 300 members and they want to send it out. Okay. Uh, they just want to make sure that it's private and not, you know, they have anybody's name attached. Yeah, and, and you know, we will also provide a QR code so that people can do it quickly to their phones. And, you know, as a way of technology these days, it's it's a way we're getting a lot more feedback on our surveys than we ever used to get. I want to thank you guys for the work you've done. It's really, really good. I, I do want to bring up the issue of um, a sampling because I think if it goes to the local clubs as opposed to who's actively right now playing force, that's, we're, we're skewing the well, I think there's a well, segmentation no, question, right? One of your questions is, are you a member of a club? Yes, but I'm just saying, who you send the survey to. Sure, we should try to get as broad as possible. Absolutely. So I, I have reached out to Ubinish mm -hmm. uh, and Greg Morrison, and I did not get a response from them. Um, and it would have been nice if, it could have been something where they're yeah. sending out to people that are just now playing force. Yeah. And that we use our local you know, sources yeah. to send it out. It's going to be biased towards. But uh, there, there may be other avenues where, you know, again, yeah. you know, it, it could it could land on our website. You know, we could have a link there. Um, we could put it out on our social media. We could also, um, you know, we could talk to Jim's on the green and or Jim's on the course and have him have the the QR codes right on his mm -hmm. door. So there, there's other avenues for trying to capture more golfers, even though this is being conducted outside of Greenland. 
and we don't really fully have their cooperation in that sense. So, you know, there's other ways of getting data out, you know, contacting the clubs is helpful, having them distribute it to people they know that play golf. And again, when it's something that's easy to PDF or a, a image to send around, it increases the the ability for people to do that. I agree with your concern. I think our solution is send it as broadly as we can. And I'm, that's not what I'm saying either. I think that's exactly what we need to do. I'm just saying the club people do play the golf course a lot and, mm -hmm. and then there's a large number of people who can respond on center. And they're not all out of meter residents by any means. 60% of the men's club is not an out of meter resident. So. Well, just for me. Sure. To the back end. So once the, the survey has been administered and the data sets are back, can you help us think through if we send this out in January, we close, we, we decide on a clock to turn it on, turn it off in mm -hmm. 30 days. So if it's turned off in 30 days, from the moment the data is final, can you talk to him about how much time is associated with staff and looking at the analysis of that data? So again, um, you know, this this is an additional task to our department. So, um, you know, I at this point, I'd have to go back and ask time frame, depending on the survey of what that would look like mm -hmm. for them. Um, and depending on the tool we use, because some of the tools you know, aggregate it pretty well for us, that where it really gets to be challenging is around open-ended text boxes, because that that takes the largest amount of work into classifying what the comments are. Is staff going to be doing that analysis, or is that something we can um, do? I, I, I'd be happy if you guys want to do yeah. it. If the commission wants to put take that effort and that task as, and the, the subcommittee to do that, I would be happy for, for that to occur. If for some reason you don't have the ability to, I can look and see what is available yeah. on, from my staff. My understanding of the city rule would be to provide us the data and we could run our own analysis on it. Yeah, I mean, we could, we could provide you with all the results that come in. Well, that's that's why I was yeah. trying to initiate the discussion okay. about the, you know, the, because for me, I can do all of this yeah. in the vehicle that's already in. It's just a matter of now we're giving you this, mm -hmm. somebody there is translating it into another tool, mm -hmm. and then we don't have access to Amazon either. Mm -hmm. That's why I asked, could I just get on, get on survey and let me do it? Because okay. I was trying to to take the workload off the yeah. guys, because we can do that. Mm -hmm. But if I could go through somebody to go and get it, then I don't want a data set because it's already in a form you can analyze it. Yeah. So, yeah. or if it's in this, then it's you know, you know. And again, let me ask. Let me talk to my staff about. Um, you know, sort of the reporting mechanisms that we currently utilize out of that, and even the one that the city manager's office uses, so we can determine which one has the uh, the best reporting tools out of it, and, and we can move, go from there. Because one of the things we discussed was the use of the zip code instead of like, are you Alameda, are you East Bay, sure. are you Bayer? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and and I would also say that, you know, you know, given the size of uh, the Carica golf complex, it is a regional complex and not just a local complex. Sure. And I think everyone would agree with that, you know, as some, you know, it, it, given its unusual size. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, thanks, Bobby. All right, for it. Yes. And I'll have all your ideas, everybody. They look good, and I think we made some good targets. Okay, thank you. Um, thanks for your feedback. I need a motion to close. Good. I, yeah, you do. Are there any evidence to close? Okay, I'll take a motion that we. There's no other votes. I motion that we adjourn. Second. All in favor. Let's go. All right. Thank <laughs> you.